Here on the Appalachian Homestead, we're surrounded by ancient mountains. And if you listen carefully, you can still hear the ancestral wisdom echoing through their peaks and valleys. On today's episode of the Appalachian Homestead podcast, we'll be speaking with our local friend, Heather Baker, about the peculiarities of Appalachian people. From strange sayings to peeing in odd places, we'll cover the things that people away from here have never heard before. When you did the, um, what it was going to be about this week, you said we were going to talk about... The sayings. Okay. And peeing in odd places. Okay. So you were really going to say, like, slicker in a minute, did <laughs> Fair warning. This episode of the Appalachian Homestead podcast is PG-13 at best. I didn't realize all of the sayings that we have, all the things that we say that we don't really finish the whole word, we use part of a word, until I really started thinking about it. And then the past couple weeks, I've been just writing down as I've said them because I say them all the time. What you Just now, I said, um, instead of saying them. Write them down. I write them down. Write Write them them down. down. Right. We say that. Because we just say it. And I, that's part of our dialect, for sure. And, you know, you don't think twice about it because it's... We also don't put G's on I-N-G endings. So, oh, no. So, we're fixing, ending, going, shopping, anything. Yes. Is, there's no G's. No, there's hardly... I mean, I can't think of anything, really, that you, Well, just, when we say thing or anything mm-hmm. or if we're saying ending... That's about it. But if we're going to go do something, we're going to... We're going to... Going to go. Over. <laughs> so there you go. There's another one. Over. Up there. Down there. Around there. Around there. Over there. Over. Over. Uh-huh. There's also the holler. Oh, yeah. Everybody here lives in a holler. You don't live on a street or a road. You live on a holler. And if you've ever noticed when we give directions... Or when I'm giving directions, I, I think this is a really Southern thing. We've, I've actually talked about this with a couple of people before. We do not really give directions. If you stop and ask me how to get to our Walmart, I'm not going to give you road names. No, you're going to go up to the B-line and cut left. Yes, which the B-line is a gas station. And then you're going to go through town around the big curve. Yes. And go up to the courthouse. Just and- keep coming till you get to the main red light in town. And you'll know it because there's these two big houses. Yeah. And cut left. On the right. And you can't miss the two big houses. You can't miss them. You won't miss them. So, you know that's the main road light. Yeah. And you cut left there. And then you go up the hill and down the hill. And after you pass the old library, which is not a library at all anymore. It's uh, (laughs) the law office. Yes. You cut left again. Yes. And go on out that road. And you go down the new road. You do go down the new road. (laughs) And just keep on going down that road. And you'll run right into the Walmart. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, you can't miss it. But now, I, I couldn't even... I mean, I know the road names... 
but I do not. I would never give you that. I would never give you road names. I don't even know road names. I would have to look. I mean, I don't know all of the road names, but, you know, Main Street, we don't use Main Street. I would not, I mean, I would be like, when you get on the Main Street Wise. I don't think our Main Street is called Main Street. I don't think it really is either. I were talking about our dialect and, and our sayings. And she said, you know, if somebody came here from away, which sometimes they do because they come to college, she said, I bet it's, it's like a whole other language. And it really is because a lot of the words that we use are not even real words. It's something that your grandmother said, so you've heard her say it, or you've heard your mom use it because your grandmother said it, and then you use it. Mm-hmm. And even you and me. But we always know what one another means. We know what they mean. Yeah, exactly. But you might have a word for something that I'm like, I know what she means, but it's not a word that I grew up using because we called it this. And we only grew up. Well, like, for instance, people from away from here don't call shopping cart a buggy. No. And we call it pop, and everybody else calls it soda. And and people on further south call it Coke. Yes. And then, I mean, there's, there's words like, okay... I don't, I don't say this, but I've heard it said, like, roasting ears. That's an ear of corn. Yeah, a roasting ear. A roasting ear, mm-hmm. which would be a roasting ear. Right. Um, and a poke is a bag. Mm-hmm. And... If you get carried to the store, that means you give somebody a ride. Yeah. And go trade. That's going to the grocery store, which I don't know if people even say going to the grocery store. Do they say that? I say I'm going to make my bill and go to the grocery store. After some conversation about our local dialect and the many things that we say that are quite different than what is said in the rest of the country, we moved on to some unique Appalachian sayings. Okay, you go first. Okay, this one I have heard, and I've actually said it, but I've tried to... um, understand it because a lot of them I do understand and I can kind of figure out maybe why people say them or where they came from but like salts through a widow woman <laughs> I never understood that so then Shallon told me that salts was a dose of it's, it's Epsom salt for diarrhea right. it'll make you have diarrhea so if you are doing something fast or you can do something fast or you can somebody. do it quicker than salt still with a woman. Yes. I can do that. Or she did that. I guess that's, I don't know. Faster than salt still with a woman. Like salt still with a woman. <laughs> I mean, and a widower, first of all, is a widow no, woman. An, an older woman. But people will say she's a widower. A widower, yeah. She is a widower. You pee beside the road. No, no, I got that wrong. If you play in the fire, you're going to pee in the, in the bed. bed. Yes. And see, I think a lot of our sayings and a lot of our superstitions um, come from probably the parent trying to keep the kid from doing something they didn't want it to do, like playing in the fire. So the kid doesn't want to pee in the bed, so mm-hmm. don't yes. play in the fire. And in the same vein, since we're talking about urine and peeing in strange, strange places, um, bed uh, chamber pots were the thing, like, my great-grandmother had a chamber pot. I've still got her chamber pot because they had an outhouse. So, after dark, they didn't want to go out and 
have to go out in the dark and maybe run across a snake or whatever. Or if it was real cold, go out in the snow right, after dark to right. go to the outhouse. So they would have that chamber pot. And if you was real poor, though, can you guess what the saying is? No. If you was real poor, you didn't have a pot to piss, piss in. in. Yes. <laughs> yes. You don't have a pot to piss in. Or when to throw it out. <laughs> or when to throw it out. And then, um, or if you was piss poor, yes, you, you had to keep your pee and sell it to the uh, the leather workers who were tanning hides because urine was used to tan skins. So you could make money by selling your own pee. Yeah, there are so many things That's you can all. do with pee. I mean, I think we've covered the bathroom habits of Central Appalachia <laughs> in full. Okay, so let's talk about weather sayings. If it thunders in February, it's going to frost in May. Yes. And I had some real trouble with this one because <laughs> it thundered at 12.15 at night. So I did not know whether we was really going to have a frost or not. And I pondered that from, there's another word, pondered. Uh-huh. Um, but I did. I, I wondered about that for, for February until May, whether it was really going to happen because it was technically the next day. So it was the first. And it didn't. It did not frost. So because it wasn't that day. It was already past midnight, and we got past it. So The weather knows when it changes from February to March. So it's, <laughs> it does. The weather, it knows. It sure yeah. does. Okay, another uh, weather saying, if, if the snow lays, it's waiting on more. Yes. And I, I use that all the time, and, and it does. If there is still snow on the ground, you can better, and it's been a couple of days since it snowed, and it's not all melted, you better bet it is going to snow again. Absolutely. Without fail. I mean, you can bet money on it. And I know, I don't know if this is a southern thing. I mean, it might happen everywhere. I don't know. But you can smell the rain. Oh, gosh, yeah. You can smell the rain coming. You can smell after the rain. If you are driving in a car and your windows are down, if it's rained and, you, and it's already, you can tell it's rain there. You just know. I can tell, yeah, and you can tell here, especially because where we're a rainforest climate, you can look over the mountains and tell if it's rained down in Norton and yes. not up here, and you can smell it a lot of times. Yes, if it, the wind's blowing that direction, you can tell if it's rained off from here by just by the smell. I mean, the smell of smell rain there. I mean, I, I can't describe it, but you can. It's not like it is in a city. Now, in a city, when it rains, I think it smells like hot asphalt. Yes, and I don't think you smell, you don't smell the rain. It's just. You smell, you feel and smell the steam and the humidity that's coming up. Yeah, but not the actual rain. But here, it smells earthy. Yes. To describe it is, is, it is earthy and it is, to me, a, Yeah, earthy, and it's hard to describe. It's like you're smelling fresh, clean air. Makes fresh, me. clean, earthy, green. After sharing some of the unusual uses for urine here in central Appalachia, Heather and I shared some audio recordings with one another of sayings said by members of our family. They were a hoot. If you listen carefully to the recording of 
the gentleman sang, hotter than a two-packard billy goat. You can hear the unique sounds of Central Appalachian dialect. Very often you hear hotter n instead of saying hotter than. We just apostrophe and add an n. A two-packard billy goat. At the end, after the hard T, you could hear that upward kick of the uh that followed it. Goat uh. That is the traditional sound of Central Appalachian. Crookeder than a dog's hind leg. Crookeder than a dog's hind leg. That's pretty crooked. You can hear the unique Appalachian wave saying more crooked by adding the ER at the end. Crookeder. Along with unique sayings and remedies, Appalachia has some fairly unique superstitions as well. Uh, oh, here's one. Don't give a knife as a gift or you'll sever the love. Yes, you have to pay a penny to the person who gives you knives if they get a set of knives. Yes. When I got married, my grandmother gave me a whole set of Rada knives, which are the greatest knives you know. I agree. I agree. And when she gave me the Rada knives, she told me I had to give her a penny. And I had to literally, this was at my wedding, I had to take the penny out of my shoe, which is another superstition. Yes. And give her the penny from my shoe to buy the knives. That is one, a penny in the shoe. There's so many something, that we really... Something old, something new, something borrowed, something, something blue, blue, and a lucky penny in your shoe. And there's so many of them that, I mean, like I said, I do them every day, or I don't think twice about it being... A superstition until we started talking about all these and right like a spilling salt if i spill salt you have to throw it from your right hand over your left shoulder so the devil doesn't get on your back i mean it has to be that way and you, i do that in the kitchen if i'm sprinkling uh, salt into a dish or whatever on the stove and i any of it hits yeah. the counter i pick up what hit the counter with my right hand and over my left shoulder it goes and mark's always like is it and he gives me a hard time. Mark's always like, is it rattlesnake winter? Why are we throwing salt? <laughs> That's what, I mean, my husband, Steve, he does not do all of these. Now, I do have, I have instilled a little of a few of these in, in him, I think, maybe. Um, You're fine. You keep talking. But it... Most of them, either he had not heard of, or he just didn't care. Was he not country? He is very country, but um, he was, I don't know if he just didn't pay attention, if he just didn't. Now, he does do this, which I never did until now. Whenever he is driving, and there is something dead in the road or beside the road, like something's been hit, he exits it out. I mean, like with his finger, he takes it and draws an X in the air. I cross myself. It's like a blessing. Yes, for the dead possum in the or, road. Or the deer or the black cat that ran in front of me. I'll see. I do an infinity sign now because whenever he was doing it at first, I thought that's what he was doing when he made the <laughs> X. <laughs> and he, he was 
when you're making an egg. just making an X, but it looks like an infinity sign when you really draw it <laughs> with your fingers. So now that's my thing is an infinity sign whenever I see a dead animal. And I'm like, they're living forever in heaven. <laughs> oh. Amen for the animal. That is so funny. Um, that and is so one funny. that is probably not Southern, I don't know, it might be, is if you break a mirror, it's seven years of bad luck. Yes. I was telling you. Uh, when we moved Grayson into the other house, there was a mirror there, and it was a big contractor mirror. I don't think I made that clear. It wasn't just any mirror. Big, huge contractor mirror. And my brother had put it there out of his house because he didn't want it. And he had carefully placed it so it wouldn't break, of course, because we ain't breaking mirrors. And when it was time to go for Grayson to get it out of his house, he, he said, well, just haul it off. There was no way. I know. Mm-mm. And he was not either. And he posted it on Facebook Marketplace for somebody else to come and risk breaking it when they took it to wherever they were taking it because he was not taking it either. My mom and dad wouldn't take it even. I would not try to haul a large... No. Mm-mm. No way. When Holland was little, she would uh, beat on the... Like the... the the standing mirror in my bathroom. Uh-huh. And I would... Taylor would say, No, don't do that. You won't have good luck till first grade. <laughs> So now I bet Seven she's scared today. She's like, I'm not <laughs> dropping a mirror. <laughs> Nobody's dropping a mirror in our family. No, no. We, and, I don't even like to carry mirrors. And see, I've tried, I've started thinking about why, why, how do we come up with these? Why do we start saying these? And I think things like salt, mirrors, were probably really expensive luxury items to even have. Oh, I bet you're right. So long ago. So they came up with these saying, okay, but I don't but know why, why they would waste, it. Right. why you waste it, throwing it over your shoulder, I do not know, but you don't want to spill it. I think it was probably to make you not even spill it, be very careful with the salt and be very careful with the mirror. Right. Because it was, you know. Now, one I've never heard anything about is sugar, though. Yeah, I don't know if I know any with sugar, and I'm sure that you was probably. You certainly wouldn't throw it because piss ants. No, you would not. Speaking of piss, <laughs> <laughs> you would get piss ants in your house yes. if you drop sugar. So you probably, but I mean, I'm, I I try to think of why we do things or why we started started saying these things like, okay, you've heard the um, if you swallow watermelon seed, watermelon grow your belly. You grow a watermelon in your belly. Apple tree if you swallow yeah. apple seed. And when I was little, I mean, I totally believed that. I mean, oh well, I was, yeah, I was sold on it. Yes, very careful, very careful on that. Um, and I guess it was because our parents didn't want us to, to do that. Uh-huh. I think that's exactly it. Well, the apple seeds actually contain cyanide, so maybe that was born from that. I don't know why mm-hmm. watermelon. I guess they just didn't want you swallowing those seeds and getting choked or, I don't know, Probably a choke that. problem, maybe. Choke. Um, and I've always heard that if a baby falls off... And I've always heard that if a baby does not fall off the bed, by the time it's a year old, it won't live. Which I told Shadlin... Technically, it could not be true because I do not think I fell off a bed. I but I'm going to ask my mom. I bet you did. I'm going to go back and find out. Maybe I did, and she just didn't realize it and picked me out of the floor. And, you know. Well, you, maybe or you might have fallen off the couch. Okay. Oh, I did fall off the porch. I walked off the porch. Oh, you but, fell off of something. Yes. I'll never forget when Sass called me the first time Holland ro- rolled out of bed. She was crying, and I was like, all babies fall out of bed before they're a year old and if they don't they're not going to live so don't worry it's be good glad luck. your baby fell out of the bed it's good luck and that made her feel better both my kids well one fell off one rolled off the couch and the other rolled out of the bed and let's see i was trying to think of there there are some others with with food like 
If your cornbread sticks in your pan, your husband doesn't love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I to this day, I still, if mine does stick, I'll say, Steve, you don't love me. Uh, here's one about uh, spouses, but if it rains while the sun shines, the devil's beating his wife. Yes. And thunder, um, God's moving his furniture. Or pouring taters in the bin. Yes. After more discussion about the dialect of Central Appalachia and the many unique sayings that surround us, we moved on to some unique doings, like water witching. Uh, water witching. So we were talking about that. Yes. Mark is perfect at water witching. He can find water anywhere underground by using the metal rod, and he puts it down in this. He usually takes apart an ink pen, just. And then bends a clothes, like a metal clothes hanger like you get from the cleaners. Yes. And he bends it and he sticks it down in there. And he'll walk around holding it just like this. And that thing will move towards the water without fail. I don't know why. Mark says there's a, it has something to do with like maybe a magnetic pull or something. He could tell me better on that. I don't know how it works. And you were talking about the needle. Yes, there is. I swear this is true. Anybody who wants to try it, you got to, actually, I, you got to try it, okay? Anybody that has kids, even if you don't have kids, it will tell you that you do not have kids. If you want to know if you're going to have kids, and if you want to know the sex of those children, in order, do this. You thread a needle. Uh-huh. I usually use a pencil and just stick the needle in the eraser of the pencil so that you have the pencil to hold on to. Mm-hmm. No, I don't hold on to the pencil. I'm sorry. I got that backwards. I hold on to the end of the thread that I threaded. So the needle is in the pencil. You hold it above your wrist, pretty close to your wrist, and you let that pencil dangle down. So you've got, whenever you're holding it, the thread that went through the needle, the needle is stuck in the eraser, and then the point of the pencil where it would be sharpened is pointing towards your wrist. And I can't remember whether if it goes in a circle, if it's a boy or a girl, but if you've had children, it's either going to go in a circle or it's going to go side to side. And one of them's boy and one of them's a girl. I can't remember which one. Um, maybe we'll, we'll try that. Because you can do it to yourself and it will tell one of them is a circle for a boy. And if you're a girl, then it's going to go side by side if you just hold it over, kind of over your body and let it do it. And then when it stops and doesn't move at all, that means no children or you're finished having your children. So... Um, even for my mother, when we do it with her, um, she had a miscarriage before she had any children and it shows that she had a boy first, but she had my sister first. So the miscarriage would have been a boy. And then it says she would, it's going to have a girl and then another girl and then a boy. And that's exactly what she had in order. And then it stops. Um, I could never have kids. So Mine doesn't do anything. It just doesn't even know what to do. It kind of just moves a little bit, but it's not a circle and it's not sideways. It kind of just stops. So whenever you're doing this, if it starts going sideways or in a circle, after you let it do that for a little bit, touch the needle to your wrist, lift it back up, and it will start again if you're going to have another child or have had another child. Um, and it will tell you the sex of that child. And then just keep doing that until it stops and it's not moving. There are so many sayings, superstitions, and unique remedies to Central Appalachia that they cannot be contained in one podcast episode. 
for that reason, we'll follow up again with Miss Heather in a few weeks, and I'm sure we'll have much more to share. If you're new to the Appalachian Homestead podcast, we'd like to welcome you. You can find us on Instagram at the Appalachian Homestead. You can visit us on our blog at www.theappalachianhomestead.com. 